Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Strix over here trying to take a picture. <laughs> yeah, Me- messing up the timing. Messing up the timing and the flow. <laughs> I'm already slow. <laughs> there we go. He's still a little sleep deprived from his road trip. Suddenly, <laughs> only slept like three to four hours uh, for the whole trip. So that's kind of crazy. It is time for Thirsty Thursday here on 93.7 The Ticket with Myers Cork in Bottle. Kevin Myers stopping in. How's, uh, how's How are things going down at the shop? It's going real good. You know, we've been talking about willing spring slash summer into existence we finally did it finally got a couple of beautiful days where it's not blowing 25 30 miles an hour it's not 90 degrees sun's out it's um this is uh this is what we've been waiting for so uh all of our hard work and dedication and and positive energy is finally paying off (laughs) and uh yeah yeah it's 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 a nice day outside it's it's june we're ready to roll strix in town brennan's uh nate brennan's in here with us Uh, and of course uh that voice you hear is uh kevin meyer of myers cork and bottle uh what are we gonna start with today we usually start with the wine or let's start with the beer let's start with the beer um it may or may not set up the wine very well but uh i think it should be kind of a fun uh, set up here. So what we're having is a collaboration beer from our good friends here at Cosmic Eye right here in good old Lincoln, Nebraska. But it's a collab with um, a brewery called Liquid Courage and, and another brewery called <laughs> Sailor's Grave. So, uh, And this is a session IPA, which means that it is lower ABV, which also generally means a little uh, lower cal. Uh, as well, and it's uh, also uh, got grapefruit juice in it. So, not only is it uh, so, it's good be, for you. It's good for you, <laughs> and uh, but you know, it's it's again like so. We're in lawn mowing season. We're in fishing boat season. We're in uh, lake season. We're sitting around the campfire season, and so uh, sometimes you want something a little bit lighter, a little more refreshing, not quite so heavy and weigh you down. And uh, that's what this is all about. And a super cool can, too, by the way. It is. I can't quite tell. It's like aliens are in space. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it looks very cool, very colorful. And I, I think just it, it's always interesting to, to kind of, you know, we do this more with wine than the beer, but smell it beforehand. I can't, I, like, I could tell that there's, I could smell a little bit of the grape. I could smell this. Uh, the, you taste a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Beer, the beer smell. But it's hard to differentiate them for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it smells like both. Well, what's interesting about IPA is a lot of times they have kind of a citrus bitterness anyway which kind of yeah. tastes like grapefruit and so when you add grapefruit to something that already tastes like grapefruit it's you know it it's makes for an interesting combination and it's you know you can tell it's that tart um it, and it's a, a natural grapefruit flavor it's natural grapefruit juice it's not like a you know grapefruit candy or something along those right. lines so um citrusy it's bitter uh but yet it's light these only come in at five percent abv yeah, that's right. Alcohol by volume, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, uh, which, is, which is good. That means you can drink more of them with, uh, before you get in too much trouble, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, and it's not uh, too filling, like you were saying. Um, it, very, very good. I, I like it. Well, and I think this would be a, you know, if, if, if you're a guy that doesn't really tend to favor, like, 
your standard bush light, bud light, Coors light, you know, type, you know, light American lager. This is a beer with some flavor, some character, uh, but yet uh, isn't going to weigh you down at 5%. Mm. It isn't gonna. It isn't gonna give you that pop pop, but it's gonna give you that woosah, <laughs> right? That little woosah. You know, you can get away with saying stuff like that. The other, <laughs> some of us can't, but yes, yes, what he said. <laughs> Nate, what do you think of it? I actually like it. It's, I actually thing, like it. It's good because when it comes to IPAs, I feel like they're very hit or miss. Mm. But this one has like it, it's a very interesting taste. Like it yeah, doesn't yeah. taste like an IPA. I don't know what what uh, to you can definitely to taste that. the grapefruit. Yes, yeah. yes. Like, just at the little back, it just a little pop pop. <laughs> at the back, you know, just pop, you know, right on the back end of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just really finish. subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little bit of tart, a little bit of bitterness. Right. Um, but it's clean and it's not heavy. It's it's a light tasting beer and and it looks pretty light in the glass too. I yeah. mean, it looks like a standard light beer. But this is the one thing I've always wanted to know, Kevin. So it looks like a standard light beer. The ABV would may maybe classify it as a light beer. What makes it an IPA? Like, how is that created? Oh, that's a great question. So IPA stands for India Pale Ale, and the reason uh, not because the any of the ingredients or the beers were ever made in India. But there was a special brewery in Great Britain that was along the path that the merchant ships would travel. And they would travel to India and they would trade for spices and tapestries and things like that. And um, the trouble was is that the beer would spoil because of bacteria. Well, the one brewery upped the alcohol content by dry hopping the beer at the, at the back end. And so, therefore, it became an IPA or an India Pale Ale because the, um, it was the, one of the few beers that would survive the trip. And huh. so, basically, it's, uh, a, an ale is a warm fermented beer. Um, and then what makes it a, a Pale Ale or an IPA is that they dry hop it on the finish uh, nearing the end of fermentation. And it, ups, it creates some more fermentable sugars. It adds some bitterness. And uh, increases the alcohol content a little bit, and that's what makes it an IPA. Interesting. How how often do you have these? Uh, you know, these, the, the kind of combination. The the, the um, not forget the word that you use. The so collaboration. The collaboration. Yeah. Uh, you know, more and more all the time. Hmm. I I think the rising tide raises all ships, and so uh, when they find breweries that have similar philosophies. Uh, or they match personalities and, and, you know, they say, hey, let's make a beer together. You know, it's just kind of a, a, a good friendship building, relationship building, you know, and then you get to bring some product that isn't necessarily seen in distribution um, in our state from, you know, a brewery like Liquid Courage or Sailor's Grave. But yeah. you get to, you know, taste a little of their creativity in a local beer. So it's pretty cool. And a lot of times they'll... They'll do like a home and away series, right? So you come here, we'll make a beer together. Then I'll come there to your brewery, and we'll make a beer together, and mm. and uh, and a little uh, collabo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's can I collabo cool. with you? Absolutely. Make an e sticky beer or something like that. <laughs> you know, we could probably figure something out. We did make a Myers Cork and Bottle beer once. Did you really? Uh, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, that. Well, just a, just an e sticky brew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you know. It, it, we we just put it out there and let everybody just get lit lit the, uh, in a good way in a good way <laughs> responsibly while you're sitting on your back patio that's right right you're smoking right. a stogie or something right. the uh, the the beer that we did we called it a New Zealand Pale Ale which basically 
the concept was that if you were to take a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, which tastes grapefruity because mm. it has a high concentration of a compound called pyrazine, which is the what makes grapefruit taste like they taste, and then if you were to take a New England style pale ale, which is sort of that you know cloudy, hazy, fruity, and then you know and and make a beer out of that, and so you take the wine and the in the huh. beer concept and you put them together and and that's what we made and it worked it, was, it was it good yeah it was yeah. damn good <laughs> and uh did and, it sell good yeah yeah we sold every, everything we made yeah it, it was just a one do, do one you batch. sell it do, okay so that's a good question for me um i mean for you um do you bottle it do you can it we can't do it. you just leave it in the in the keg in the keg and just go at it? <laughs> well uh they did uh they did keg some of it they did i think like, so you do, then you would sell it at your place. Well, actually, what they did they um, they sold a little bit to a couple of places that that you know we have relationships with, mm. like at the time uh, Method Cycles. Um, it was we did it for Lincoln Beer Week, and so um, we did a, a again a collab with Method Cycles and did our uh, beer launch at their place, and then a couple other places uh, got just limited, you know, small kegs, and then everything else was canned that we sold by the six pack at the shop. But uh, we have to figure out what we want to do with an e sticky, like what yeah. what, what you want that to what you want um, that to taste like, what the base concept is. Um, I, I'm I'm not a I'm I'm not, what what other what other good combos other than the grapefruit, like the tangerine ish or that would work. Yes. Yeah, for the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little tangerine. Yeah. Type, okay. All know, right. With a little with a little Florida pop, pop, a little Florida little flavor. Florida flavor. A little, yeah. You know, just I'm bringing the flavor, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming with a little sunshine. I like it. I like it. Let's and then, but it's got a little gotta have a little pop pop on it. You know, at, at the, at the pop. You know, just a little bit on it. Can, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop. Hey. That's right. Yeah, little, you got to do the pop, hand pop. signal, too. Yeah. A little pop, pop. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. Do, Let's it, settle down a little bit. <laughs> How well do those, uh, like, because uh, my brother did this, too, so I'm kind of interested. How well of, uh, of a quality of beer can you get with one of those, like, home brewing um, type of kits? Yeah, I, I think you can make great beer with those. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen the, people do that in the basement. You can... Again, you can make it as simple or as complex as you want. Um, so a simple kit would, you already have the word, which is basically it's it, it's a can that looks like a big can of motor oil, and it's thick like molasses. Then you add water, and then you boil it. Then you okay. put it in your fermenter, and you pitch yeast into it. And so um, and then the yeast will then consume the uh, sugars and ferment into alcohol. At that time, the beer doesn't have any bubbles. It has to undergo a secondary fermentation in order to uh, have CO2. And so you would you stir in what's called a priming sugar, and then you bottle it or can it. it but you would bottle it because no one has a canning line at home. You right. Know? Um, and then it undergoes a secondary fermentation in the bottle, and then you know after after a while it's ready to go. So quick question, just yeah. just for safety purposes, um, I've watched Breaking Bad, right? Uh-huh. Great show. <laughs> um, so I don't want to advocate for what Breaking Bad does, but meth lab? if you're going right, <laughs> meth lab. So if you're going to do that at home, is there any risk to like because he's got a, you know a baby or you know is it any risk for like somebody to just spark something like if I'm walking by and your house just goes up? No, no, I don't think there's any explosion. But uh, okay, the good. the biggest risk is letting your while you're boiling your wort, 
Oh, it yeah. boiling over because it can get excited really quick, mm. and that happened. Huh. And it, it stinks, and it's a sticky mess, and it gets in your stove. And I did that, Uh-oh. and my wife never let me brew again. <laughs> <laughs> she was time. like, "If you're doing that, you're doing that outside, and you're going to get some sort of camp stove or whatever." And I just said, oh, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> Tell us about the wine. All right, Aviary Vineyards. This is a new featured winery of the month at Myers Cork and Bottle. This is their Cabernet. Um, they are the vineyard is. Uh, Excuse me, the winery is located in Napa Valley. This is actually sourced fruit from not only Napa, but a few other areas as well. And uh, uh, this is one of the best bangs for your buck in a cab that I've seen come through our doors in quite some time. These are on sale for fifteen ninety nine, and it drinks like a $30 Ooh, bottle. This is Woo! good, Kevin, yeah. yeah. You uh, you get uh, you know put <laughs> East Dickey in that. <laughs> I'll just cross off Aviary and put yeah. East Dickey in there. But uh, you know, velvety smooth. It's rich without being edgy. You get the real pronounced like black cherry and vanilla components of a good Cabernet. And um, like I said, it it punches over its weight class. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty very well. good. This wine. is good. Yeah, yeah it's very I, good. I, matter of fact, put me down for two. Uh, Coming home, you know, what, what do they call them? Home, uh, coming home gifts, home, home welcoming, homecoming, gifts. homecoming, yeah, home welcoming, whatever. But yes, welcome home gifts. <laughs> put me down for two of those. Stricky's gonna buy two for the house, and I'm gonna come and get them. You can yeah. see now me. that I'm yeah. here. I'm gonna come see you now. Now that I'm here, <laughs> yeah, these I'll, are. I'll be this there is one of the this is very good. Yeah. This that is a very good yeah. wine. Yes, smooth, smells yeah. good too. And so they do a, uh, a a red blend called Birds of Prey, which is also the same price. They do a Chardonnay, and what's really interesting about their Chardonnay is that it has a really clovey taste to it, which is kind of unique. Um, most Chardonnays, especially the California ones, are often described That's as being great. buttery. This one has a, like a real clovey uh, spice to it, and uh, and then they also bought the former Joseph Phelps Vineyard. Um, and they make a wine called Le Mistral. And what Le Mistral is, uh, the prevailing winds that flow through the, the Rhone Valley in France, where they make a special wine called Chateauneuf de Pape, literally means New Palace of the Pope. And the French built this city to attract the Pope to get him out of the Vatican, get him to spend more time in France mm. centuries ago. Mm-hmm. And so this Le Mistral is an homage to that. Um, well, they bought it from Joseph Phelps, who is one of Napa's preeminent winemakers. Is that and, Michael uh, Phelps' uncle? <laughs> it's, it's not, I, I, or at least not that I know of. But uh, um, uh, Joseph Phelps is most famous for a wine called Insignia. It's a Napa Valley red blend that uh, is regarded by many as the the best wine Napa Valley makes, mm. and they're about four hundred bucks a pop. Um, mm. This is uh, this is a, a red blend. They can use up to thirteen different varietals to make the wine from. The big three, though, are what they call the GSM blend or Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre, and uh, it makes a really interesting combination that goes well with everything. So anytime someone throws me a curveball like. Yeah, my dad and I shot a wild boar, and we're ha- you know something <laughs> yeah. like that. We're gonna have a, a big game feed, or you know, it's just something weird. You know, well, there's no textbook for that, and so <laughs> you know, I, I usually that's when I recommend that style of wine. And so um, normally those Le Mistral wines are north of forty and fifty bucks. I think we've got them for twenty five. Wow! And uh, and then this Aviary uh, Cab uh, at fifteen ninety nine. Really One so, quick question really, yeah. before we got to run. Um, I see it says two nineteen. Right, that's the date. Two, two, that's two. the vintage, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the vintage. Okay, what what would change the dynamic of that from two nineteen and 
a, like a 215 or a 212. Why? What? What makes the difference? I know the price goes up the longer the the aging on it, but Sometimes help me to can. understand that. Sure. Well, you know that's the vintage in which, which the grapes are grown and harvested, and uh, you know so you're not making Coca Cola. Mother Nature gives you different ingredients every year, right. and so some years you might have warmer temps some years you might have more rain some years you might be more consistent some years you might have more spikes and so um, depending on what mother nature gave you that year is going to influence the wine now the good thing about california is that every vintage since 12 has been outstanding so 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 uh have been great and the trouble is is that fires have caused a problem and then um uh, just yields have kind of gotten smaller mm. in general, and so the prices have gone Going up. up. Okay. Um, but overall quality, you know, generally speaking, if you're worth your salt at all, uh, even in a rough year, you'll still make good wine. You'll just probably make less of it. Um, in a good year, you might make uh, more, but yet it's still good. Oh, fascinating stuff and, and delicious stuff again. Uh, I think one of the best wines we've had so far. So real quick, uh, uh, as we wrap things up, uh, let us know what uh, what we can get, what we tried today, and what the prices are. There. Yeah, so Aviary Cabernet, uh, $15.99. And then we had the uh, collaborative beer uh, called uh, Marooned from Cosmic Eye, Liquid Courage, and Sailor's Grave. It is a grapefruit session IPA brewed right here in Lincoln. Oh, great stuff. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us on Thirsty Thursday today. He's Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for a shootout with Strick. Strick is in the building and uh, has been warming up. So, But your chance of $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is coming up next. The first to call in, 402-464-5685. We'll have a chance at $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. That's coming up next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. Pop, pop.